Rusty Quill presents. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Listening to Hainai by Motsi Dapu. Episode 19 Lamon. There's one more thing, by the way. <clears throat> yeah? What's that? I think I may know who the benefactor is. And you didn't start with that? It's just a theory, but I am convinced of its truth, in some way. And how's that? Because what he's doing now, I've seen him do it before. Mass death to amass power. A fire. He killed so many people. Many who weren't even seen as people. This is how he was, how he still is. There are many that, to him, are just fuel. Hmm. Something you two seem to have in common. Well, if this goes off without a hitch and you're still alive by the end of it, maybe you can stop me. How's that? <sighs> Your theory? 
I don't think the benefactor is a real person. I think he's a simulacrum. A puppet. I think someone created him to be a false memory, because it's easier to create a false memory than it is to erase multitudes. I think the one we know as the benefactor is the mask worn by our old leader, Savard. The one who started it all? Did he not keep in touch after all these years? He disappeared. Shortly after the Ordo was founded, after the sudden death of his son, he abdicated, and we never heard from him again. But he was the only one who could ever bring Richard Henry to heel, and the benefactor's plans match his own with unnerving accuracy. Killing many to fuel his magic for a grand plan he has yet to reveal. I'm 89% certain. Room for error should always be considered. You're meeting in mid-November, you said. Is there anything we shouldn't do, we need to avoid, to keep suspicion off of us? For now, no. I think you should go about your business. But I will say, take the time you have. You might just be marching towards your last moments. Take a vacation. Enjoy life. I think you've earned it. Hi, Nai. It's September 1. Maligayang Pasko. <laughs> Merry Christmas. It's that time of year again. I'm gonna greet all my friends. I'll let you know what they say about it. Yes, I'm taking a break. After what we went through, Donner insisted I stay home for the time being. Literally walked me to the door and gave me that look. The one you'd sometimes give to Tatay when he was working just a little too hard. He wouldn't leave until I promised to rest, so... Here I am. He gave me a hug before he left. Like, he was really worried for me. I think Vanessa Bartolotti said something to him. Something to make him feel like I wouldn't come back. Either that, or something else shook his faith enough. Clued him in that this wasn't exactly like the other times we dealt with weird stuff together. I mean, it was different from the other times, but... He didn't know that. And I handled it, so... Oh! <laughs> sorry, sorry, context. So... Long story short, Ashvin got an invite from an elder named Vanessa Bartolotti and had to meet up with her while I rescued a trapped man from her nightmare machine that she kept in her garden shed. You know, the usual. <sighs> okay. There's... something else. I don't mean to be evasive, it's just... It's a weird feeling to find something so familiar, so far from home. I think I understand now 
why there's been so much chaos going on here in Toronto. The place I went to in that machine, it was like the place across the river, Saroon. So it wasn't a mystery to me. Not like it was to them. Ashvin gave me a taste of the Elder's monologues verbatim. Just when I thought the guy could impress me more, he's apparently got a hell of a memory. And a knack for impressions. All that, and I'm teaching him how to handle his magic better. He's gonna surpass me eventually, at least in the areas that aren't, you know, too dangerous to teach. So, yeah. These idiotic elders seem to have torn a damn hole into the world and are falling over each other and make use of the power spilling out of it. So it explains how much supernatural activity there is in the city. I wish I could offer more help closing it. It's not like the one I remember. I I'm too far from home. I don't think if I crossed over there I'd find the same thing I found Sara on. I... Oh! One sec, Nay. Donner! You know about this new invention called the cell phone? Do you? I did try to call. Oh. Whoops. Silent mode. You in this time. Generous of you. So? What brings you here on this lovely gray day? Checking to see that you haven't tried jumping into another Hellmouth while we were gone. Dang. Jump into one Hellmouth and suddenly I'm never hearing the end of it. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't actually mean that one. There was something else, though. Um, it's just... If I didn't know any better, I'd think you were sweating, Detective. What's going on? Oh, no, no, no. It's nothing serious. Uh, especially not by our standards. Uh, I just came to, um invite you. Okay, I'll bite. To what? Well, me and Murphy, we try to keep a tradition going. We go camping up north around this time so we can take a break from all the horrible psychological trauma that we inflict on ourselves on a regular basis. We don't always get to go before it gets too cold, but this year it seemed like a good idea. So you're inviting me to go... Camping? <laughs> don't sound too excited. Uh, don't get me wrong, it sounds fun. I've just... I've never been before, so... <laughs> Who else is coming? Well, Murphy wanted to bring Ashbin this year, so... Ah, there it is. Hey, hey. I would have asked even if he wasn't. No, you wouldn't have. Uh, no, I wouldn't have. But... I still would have considered it. Also, when I told Murphy I'd be asking you, he said he'd invite Laura too. I'm going over to her place just in case he forgot to get in touch. Getting the whole gang together for... fun? Dang, Donner. I've got layers. Is... is that... Hmm? Oh, the music. <laughs> yeah, your, your favorites. Your taste kind of rubbed off on me, though I should probably switch it over to Christmas. Oh, speaking of which, 
Merry Christmas, Donner. I'm not even going to ask. <laughs> but I want you to. Uh, okay, shoot. Christmas season starts in September in the Philippines. I'm just being festive. I expected your favorite season to be, um, I don't know, Halloween. You'd be wrong. Christmas is my nanai's favorite holiday, and mine. We don't even really have Halloween back home, but I can get into the spirit. Sometimes, literally. Then we have something in common. About favorite holidays, I mean. Hoping we make it to this one. I'm not worried, and you shouldn't be either. <laughs> yeah, alright. So, um, we're thinking two weekends from now to go up north? Give you time to shop for gear if you need it. Should I mark you down as a yes? Absolutely. I've never seen you out of that trench coat, and I'm not passing up the opportunity. Don't lie, you have. What? You know, that time with the, um, oh, what do you call it now? Uh, the cold ghost. Oh, yeah. But that's different. Uh, oh? In what way? I'm not passing up the chance to see you in flannel. Something you think about often, then? <laughs> Bye, Donner. <laughs> Bye, Mary. Merry Christmas. Uh, hello? Oh, uh, hello. Hi. Who's this? Uh, oh, right. It's Abe. Sorry. You said I should call you if something else came up. Oh, uh, of course. You okay? I don't know. I'm still at the hospital, and they said they wanted to keep me for observation for one more night. They said it was fatigue and dehydration and all, but apparently my test results came back... weird? Sorry, I know this doesn't sound important, but... Uh... It's okay. What's going on? Well, I don't know if it's just me, if I'm being paranoid after everything, but... I think this hospital might be haunted. I mean, I know there are stories about it, but I've never had to actually stay the night here, and... I know you're probably busy, but do you think you could drop by and just... check? Did you... see something last night? Maybe. I think. When I was falling asleep... I'm sorry, this is Abe, it's me. Come on. I'm seeing weird shadows. I know it sounds stupid, like... There are these curtains on either side of our bed, since it's a shared ward. And I... At night... There's only a little light from the outside, and I saw some shadows passing by. But when they were supposed to appear, when they passed the curtains, there was nothing there. I think it might be ghosts, but I'm not sure. I figured you'd know better. And also... Just a bad feeling. It might be nothing, but it kind of reminds me of the one I had in the... Uh, the other place. Okay. All right. What are your visiting hours?
Haunted Hospital, huh? Sounds fun. Love those horror movies. All hospitals are haunted. That's just par for the course when you gather so many of the sick and dying in one place. Wow. I'm so glad I know that now. You want to know how many ghosts are standing behind you at this very moment? No, thank you. Can you, like, see them, or... Some I can just feel. Some I can see. I see dead people. All the time. They're everywhere. Hey, it's so good to see you. Laura, too? You didn't have to. Like I wouldn't come see how our certified ghost blogger was doing. How's tricks in the haunted hospital? Not ideal, but definitely better than where I was two days ago. I just wanted to ask, since the doctors asked me to stay another night. Mari said you were seeing ghosts? I think so. Unless I'm losing my mind. Or maybe... Do you think that weird place I was in, like, opened my third eye or something? Gave me the sight? I wouldn't bet on it. How are you feeling? You wouldn't... Wait, how much do you actually even know about that place? Enough to know that falling into it accidentally isn't enough to make you start seeing every ghost wandering the halls of an old hospital. Okay, but what about a few ghosts? Two ghosts? One? Maybe. You said you saw shadows of people who weren't there last night? Was there anything else? That feeling you mentioned? Like I said, it reminds me of the feeling I had back when I was in that other place. It made me feel just a little sick, but that might just be the fatigue. It'd help if I knew exactly what that place was. A place you should hope you'll never have to go back to if you're lucky. Listen, Abe... We're working to make sure that what happened to you won't happen to anyone else. So I promise that what you left behind at Bartolotti's mansion didn't leave any lasting marks on you. If that's what you're worried about. I think this time, you're just more sensitive to the goings-on of the recently departed. But like I told Laura, every hospital is haunted. It's got nothing to do with what you've already been through. I can leave you a minor warning... So the ghosts won't bother you at night. To keep you safe, if that helps. That's not all I saw. What? I said, that's not all I saw. Last night, I think. I didn't want to bring it up before because it could just be, well, a nightmare. Not real. Just because it's a nightmare doesn't mean it's not real. What happened in the nightmare? Shadows. The ones I saw here, along the curtains, I was definitely awake. I remember that clearly, but my nightmares... I was in a different place. I'm not sure where. There were shadows on the walls, on pillars. Stark black shadows against white light. I was running from the shadows, but I couldn't get away. And I think I woke up. At least I woke up in the dream... Maybe it was sleep paralysis, maybe it was another nightmare, but my chest felt so... heavy. Weighed down. And I couldn't move. All I could see were the shadows on the curtains by my bed for what felt like hours and hours. And then, the next thing I knew, I woke up. And it was morning. 
I spent all morning debating whether I should call you. I don't know if that's something related to the shadows you're seeing here. It's possible a ghost has latched onto you, showing you something from its life. Or it could be something entirely different. If we ward your bedside and it doesn't happen again, then we'll know it was one of St. Michael's ghosts, and you won't have to worry about it once they discharge you tomorrow. We'll test it out and see. Great diagnosis, Witch Dr. Mary. <laughs> Take two and call me in the morning. Well, just one. Bag. I like to come prepared. Uh, what's in the bag? I can't burn anything here in the hospital for obvious reasons. Otherwise, I'd have gone with a traditional cleansing. But it's got the ash of blessed palms, petals from a flower meant for a funeral, the dried blood of a chicken, and wax from a candle I use in scrying. I also brought... Is that a salt shaker? You can do this after everyone's gone to sleep, but spill the salt over the table around the bag and throw some of it over your shoulder. Knock on the table right after. Dang! Give me one of those, why don't you? Well, <laughs> nobody's died in our apartment building. Yet. Dark. Thank you so much, Marie. I really do appreciate this. Of course, Abe. Anytime. Do you need us to stay longer, or... Uh, it's okay. I can test this out, and I'll let you know how tonight goes. I'll sleep sounder knowing you've got my back with this. Always. I'll protect you, Abe. Just like before. So, Abe. So, what? He's definitely in love with you. <laughs> I freaking hope not. How many is that now? Laura, please. Okay, I'm kidding. Half kidding. He does give you those big doe eyes, though. Real hard on the hero worship. <laughs> if it helps him listen to me. I don't want him to be another Evelyn. Evelyn's doing great, though. It just feels like we didn't discourage her enough, and now she's in danger specifically because of her association with us. You feel the same about everyone you've ever saved? Like... Ooh, ouch. Guess I was asking for that one. Laura, did I... ruin your life? With getting you into all this? It's not funny. Oh, oh, oh God, no, I, I'm sorry. You're asking if you ruined my life? Where's the savior complex coming from all of a sudden? You didn't have it back when we first started hunting foci and elders together. I take it you didn't ask the guys this question? You're gonna be that way. <laughs> oh, Mari, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make it seem like your worries don't matter. But I promise you... You didn't make things worse by saving my life. I guess death would objectively be more peaceful, but there's no way I'll regret any of this. Or fighting monsters and exercising ghost cabinets or meeting weird, mostly evil, hot, old, rich people. Or you, for that matter. Thanks, Laura. 
I appreciate it. Now, come on, I think those nurses are giving us the stink eye for crowding the hallway. Let's- <gasps> Hey! Whoa, where's she off to in a hurry? You okay? Oh my god, Mari! Laura, uh, Elder. Here? Damn it. Where did she- Sam, are you okay? Hey, you okay? <sighs> are you? I shouldn't have made you follow an elder alone. I'm fine. I ran after the lady in red as fast as I could, but every time I turned the corner, she was farther and farther away. I almost lost her, but saw her entering the morgue before some hospital staff stopped me from going through. Probably for the best. I can't imagine it would have ended well if you caught up with her. Damn it. Do you think this has something to do with Abe's ghost problem? Is he safe? I don't know. I, I wish it was a coincidence, but I can't be sure until I check. I had to stick around for them to make sure I was okay, and heaving my guts all over the floor was a one-off, so visiting hours are done, and I'm not sure they're letting us back in. I gave Donner and Murphy a call, but they're not answering. Probably doing their actual job, so unless you can think of someone else we should call in... I'm worried. Please don't say that. I've been in contact with the elders before. Their auras make me feel sick, but... Not nearly as much as the foci that they've focused rotten energies into. Just one touch of this, Elder, and I couldn't stop myself from losing my lunch. I've never felt such a concentration of disgust before, just from an Elder's aura. Does that mean this one's a big player? More powerful than, say, Vanessa or CJ? No. No, I, I don't think that's it. I don't think power levels have anything to do with it. It's something else that I'm sensing. Maybe not how much power they have, but how they get it. That's not comforting. Nope. Come on, Mary, think. Wait, I think I... Laura, do you have a roll on you? A roll? Why would you think I'd just have one on hand? All right, fine. Here. Thank you. What are you doing? I'm going to try and astral project myself into Abe's room. See for myself if there's any chance he's in danger from this elder. Then, I'm going to see if I can find her if she's still hanging around. Okay, and what do you want me to do? Um, watch my body. It shouldn't take too long, just... I need to make sure. All right. And what should I do if something happens on this end? What if I see the Elder walk out those doors while you're floating around out of your body? Um, get a picture? I don't know if confronting her right now will get in the way of Vanessa's plan, so we need to make sure. Sounds good. I got you. Do your thing. Thanks for helping. Wait, did you see the
I hate hospitals. I remember spending so many of my birthdays in one in earlier years. I was a weak baby and a weak kid besides, until they figured out the right cocktail of medications that meant I could breathe easier, even if it played games with my metabolism enough to make me a little piggy all throughout grade school. Not that that's changed. I've met a few people who hate hospitals as much as I do, but they always talk about the smell, the sense memories associated with bad hospital stays, or loss, or suffering, behind all the clean white walls. I feel for them, but they don't quite know the hospitals I know. When I was four years old, I spent a night in the hospital watching men and women on fire pass by my hospital room. My nanai was there, seeing the same things I did. A fire at a disco nearby. Hospital staff rushing outside the door. The wailing of victims who survived and the silent, lost treks of those that didn't. One of them entered my room when they saw me looking. They asked me why nobody would treat them. My nanai walked over and told them they were fine, that they should go home. She had a calming presence, not from the warmth of empathy, but from the firmness of unquestioned knowledge. When she said you were okay, you believed it. And this one did. They walked out the door and turned to Ash, passing on to their next life. I asked Nanai if she could do that for all the rest, but she told me she wouldn't leave me alone in the room while I was sick. What a hypocrite. This hospital had less pain as I passed through it like a ghost, looking into Abe's room to make sure he was safe. But it was a hospital nonetheless, and pain passes through the halls every day, regardless. I saw frozen men and women walking slowly past me, and I even saw a fellow projection or two of those whose bodies were comatose whose minds were free to roam. One of them asked me how it was that I was flying, and I told her that she could fly too, at least for now. She seemed delighted by the idea, lifting her feet and realizing she could float. I left her giggling as I finally found Abe's room, and when I entered I smelled something terrible. The smell of rot, a path scored into the ground. I went to make sure that Abe was all right, and it seemed as though my little spell was working. None of the ghosts, peaceful or pained, seemed to take note of him, 
or even come near him. But next to him, an empty bed bore signs of the rot that I scented in the air, and I followed the path into the hallway, free to move past the evening staff as I descended into the hospital's lower levels. Even if I couldn't feel the cold, I shivered as I entered the morgue, with the empty things that were once people lined up and sorted on chrome shelves. The one path of rot that led me down here wasn't like before. The rotting thing in our apartment building, the one I saved Laura from, had a different scent to it. Sewage and garbage mixed with wet fur and decay. This one was closer to the horrible, sweet smell of newly rotten meat. Whatever had been here was gone, but I could see its faded memory of perhaps a day or two ago. A woman all in red, leaving red trailing behind her, leaning over one newly dead, her smile wide, then wider, jaw unhinging and sharp knife teeth shining. The wet, squelching sound of devouring, a hearty meal for one who found a source for delectable meats. It already happened. A day ago, if I had to guess. But I saw it as though it were happening right in front of me. And if my projection had a stomach, I would have emptied the contents of it right onto the morgue floor. This was an elder who licked her delicate fingers as she sucked a human's marrow dry and packed the rest of him away in a bag, wrapped like grocery meat from Lawrence Market, leaving a glamoured husk behind for a family to bury or burn. And I knew then why a simple touch made me so disgusted. Then I felt it. Her memory here in this morgue was so strong that I almost missed the real thing, making her way out of the building. If she wasn't down here, then what was she doing up there? I flew back up to Abe's room, terrified I had left him alone with one so disgusting, so very hungry. When I arrived, all I saw was Abe, peacefully at rest, sleeping soundly without a care. <gasps> Mari! Careful, come on. Oh, oh god, oh god. What do you need? Water? She's there! She's leaving! Where? One sec. Got it. A bit blurry, but I got a picture. Same lady, for sure. Wait. What did you see? Somebody died in Abe's ward last night. She, um, she... I saw her packing choice cuts. Don't tell me. She's eating them, Laura. That's why I... 
That's why she felt so wrong. <sighs> I really thought it couldn't get any worse than the mass murder. But damn, mark that off the bingo card. What about Abe? I made sure he was safe. I don't think she cares about him. She was just doing a... a, a grocery run. As for what Abe saw, well... Maybe it was her? Or... something. Uh, I don't know. This... this building's full of the dead. A an overwhelming amount of suffering kept at bay only by the equally overwhelming efforts of others to save people. He... He should be okay. We can check back with him tomorrow. Okay, but are you okay? I will be. When we can finally stop all this. November. The meeting, right? Yeah, yeah. November. Do you really think- We can't think otherwise. I have to believe we can do this. To make it all worth it. Yeah, of course. Come on. You're listening to... Hainai. By Motsi Dapul. This is Reg Helly, co-creator and co-producer of High Night. High Night is a podcast produced by Monty Dapple, Yoyi Halago, and me, and licensed under Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial share-alike 4.0 international license. Today's episode was written and directed by Monty Dapple, who also plays the role of Mary Datuin. The role of Donner was played by Leon Johnson. The role of Laura was played by Abigail Rhodes. The role of Abe was played by Matt Gadar and the role of Vanessa was played by Maya Dapol. To help support the production of Hainai, you can buy us a milk tea at coffee or subscribe to our coffee gold at coffee.com slash hainaipod. That's ko-fi.com slash hainaipod. Or you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash hainaipod. The next Remind Me to Tell You Later episode, San Telmo, will be posted for Patreons on Feb 13. But we'll be posting an excerpt for everyone else just to tease a little bit. And also shout out to our newest Patreon, Rhea Campbell. Anyway, don't forget to check out official Hainai merchandise on our Redbubble store at redbubble.com slash people slash Hainaipod. Hainai is available on Podbean, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. We're aiming to reach 1,000 YouTube subscribers by the end of the year, so it would really mean a lot if you hit that subscribe button on youtube.com slash Hainaipod. We'll be premiering new episodes as YouTube live streams before posting on the usual podcast listening apps. That way, listeners get to chime in on the chat while the episode plays. We'd love to hear your reactions in real time. Episode 20 will be posted on February 27, but before that, we'll be having a special live stream on February 25. And yes, to Filipinos who get what that date is about, we chose that date on purpose. So don't forget to follow us on our official blog, hainaipod.tumblr.com, and also on our socials, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at hainaipod, for news and updates on all these goodies. 
Leave a rating and review when you check us out. And once again, thanks for all your support and thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.